What is up, guys? So before we start the show today, I want to take a little bit of time to tell you about something I hold very near and dear to my heart, and that is Social X. Social X is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures, and their weekly mastermind calls feature top business moguls and entrepreneurs from various industries. They have online courses, they have amazing entrepreneur events all over the country, and much, much more. Now, if you're interested in learning more about Social X, go ahead and go to socialxmastermind.com. And uh, let them know you came from this podcast. And, you know, I really genuinely believe you should join this mastermind because honestly, without it, this podcast would not exist. So go ahead, come join me within the Social X Mastermind. And let's go ahead and get on with the show. Welcome to the Young, Healthy, and Wealthy Show, where we speak with elite individuals and top performers and sing what it takes to stay healthy and get wealthy. Are you ready to be elite? Are you ready to be part of the 1%? Well, then without further ado, let's get it. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Young, Healthy, Wealthy Show. Today, I have another elite entrepreneur. We have a lady boss on the show today with us. Starting out in the corporate world, she knew that there must be a better way to pave your own path. First, she began her journey as a well-known fitness influencer, but then she found a new calling in helping other influencers and companies build their brand image and scale their businesses online. So, as CEO of Impact School and host of the Impact School Business Podcast, Please help me welcome Lauren Tigner. How's it going, Lauren? Chase, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love your energy. It's just what I need today as I'm not feeling so, not feeling so good. But um, yeah, thank you. I, I'm, I'm doing very well now that I'm here. How about you? I'm thriving, thriving. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's you know, been a process in the making. I'm so glad we were able to make this happen. I know you've helped me out build you know, my brand image online. So I figure I'd return the favor and kind of give you a way to provide more uh, value to the world over here in the, in the, uh, in the States. <laughs> yes, the listeners best believe that um, a ton of value is going to be shared today on the show. So wherever you want to take this, I'm an open book. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. So for those of you who do not know who you are, Lauren, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are more in depth and then what really led you to what you're doing today? Absolutely. So what I do today is helping people build scalable online coaching and consulting companies using this methodology that we've come up with called the impact offer. And so that's where you really are fusing together coaching, consulting and an online course to really provide your clients with a huge transformation in their lives or their love, or their business or their body, whatever it happens to be. So <laughs> it wasn't always this way. Now, the reason why I was able to sort of come up with these methodologies that I teach my clients now is because I was actually a fitness coach. So like you, I was helping people with their physical, mental health, and I absolutely loved it. However, a little bit different to you, I never did it in person, right? So I always, I, I started out straight online. I... I've always had this interest by the internet and I love the idea of just being able to work from your laptop, like wherever you are in the world. And having worked, well, actually this was sort of all before then, but so let me backtrack a little bit. When I was, when I was in, in high school, I always knew that I wanted to be successful. And my definition of success back then was becoming the CEO of like a big, big investment bank, really. Like that was my goal. Wow. I was always like, I'm going to be a female CEO 
of this huge company and like I just love the idea of wearing my suit she says that she's wearing like a fluffy jumper I love the idea of like wearing my suit going to London every day because as you guys may or may not have been able to tell from my voice I'm from England um and so yeah that was my vision and so with that I then actually got my quote-unquote dream job at the age of 18 I went and worked, like you mentioned in the intro, um, at an asset management firm. And for the first, like, month or so, I really enjoyed it. But then after sort of the, I guess, like, honeymoon period was up, I was looking around me and I was like, none of these people are happy. They all hate their job. They're all living paycheck to paycheck, even though they have, like, you know, a decent income compared to the average person. And I was just like, well, this this can't be me. I just remember, and he had a few kids and he was moaning and, dro- and like, like droning and complaining about the fact that he couldn't take his kids on holiday for like the fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh year in a row. And his, one of his daughters was either my age or a year older than me. And I was just like, wow, that's really sad. Like he, and he was always saying how he didn't get to spend a bunch of time with his kids because he was always working, but then he was always working, but he wasn't earning enough money to be able to do the things that he wanted to do. And I was just really confused by that because I was like, if I stay in this job, that's going to be me. And don't get me wrong, like this guy was earning like a couple hundred grand a year, but like, because he had kids and a family and bills to pay, he couldn't afford the lifestyle that was desirable. And that for me was freedom. And so I was like, whoa. So I quit that job. And that was when I started online fitness coaching. And at the same time, I was building a audience on Instagram. Now, when I started the online coaching, I did not have an following i know when you and i were talking before we hit record i was saying how like i started off coaching people for really really cheap because i thought i'm just new i have to do it for a low price then i realized you know i'm really really good at what i do like i'm i know a lot about fitness (laughs) funny story actually um (laughs) when i was and i'll I'll tell you my my crazy fat loss journey in a minute because that's always a good one to share especially with your audience absolutely however in my asset management job, right, they had, sta- like, I'm standing up right now, you guys probably can't see this, but I had a standing desk, and there was, like, a button, and it could stand, or it could go down, or whatever, and so what would happen was, pretty much everyone in the office would start the day standing, and then it would get to, like, 11 o'clock, bearing in mind, we had to be at our desk at 7 in the morning, because that was when the stock markets opened, it would get to, like, 11, and people were, you know, having their tea and biscuits, as they do in England, and um, they would sit down. And so I would stay standing. Now, the reason being was because I knew if I stood standing, they couldn't see what I was doing on my computer. <laughs> so I would be researching evidence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't know what I was doing on there. No, I'd be like, re- I'd be researching evidence. I would consistently, I would consistently be, you know, doing all this research for these scientific articles related primarily to nutrition. I've always been more interested in nutrition than training. My knowledge of evidence-based training is really high, but like it's nothing compared to what I know actually about nutrition. And so that's why when I started to become a fitness coach, I really focused on tracking macros. And I eventually wrote an ebook called The Ultimate Guide to Tracking Macros, which I ended up selling like over 5,000 copies of at 50 bucks a pop, which was awesome. Yeah. And so that was all like before I was 20, right? So anyway, so basically I was able to gather a massive amount of knowledge about training and nutrition all while I was working this job. 
Wow. <laughs> and so then that was why, like, when I started the online coaching, I realized, you know what? I can really change people's lives. So that's how I got into high ticket. And I sort of came up with the method of high ticket. And when I say high ticket, guys, basically what I mean is like high price, but also high transformation. And that means that the type of clients that you attract with your high ticket offer, well, it's super powerful because they're the type of clients who are ready and committed to making that change. So it was awesome because I had high ticket clients, some of which I still speak to today. One of them was actually working with me in my company for a period of time uh, back in a few months ago, which was cool. Um, but anyway, so I was able to charge that high price to get them the result and they wanted to pay the high price because you know it was they were gonna get their desired outcome and they knew that they'd really commit to making that change. So long story short, um, did the fitness coaching, created all these methodologies, and I just sort of like, I don't know, I felt like I just kind of figured out how to do it. And then I remember one time I was in, I pretty much then went to university a couple of months after to study business. And the UK's number one business degree, I ended up dropping out of that because it was absolute garbage. Because like, <laughs> they, were try, they were trying to teach me business, right? And like, none of these professors had ever had their own business. And so I just couldn't take it seriously. And so that's another whole thing that I'm seeing a lot in the online coaching industry as well. Business coaches who have never even like had their own business or anything. Oh God, yeah. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. It's like, uh, they, they, they make these ads talking about their old business. And then you go type that old business into Google and it like doesn't even, it's like not, there's no evidence. <laughs> it makes it, it's kind of cracks me up. Um, but anyway, so I dropped out of uni and then after that, I went to LA for like a couple months with my friend. She okay. was a fitness influencer. And um, she was a fitness influencer. And like, while we were there, the whole time, like she didn't have anything to do because she didn't have a business. Like she was earning a few grand a month from brand deals. And so at this point, she was asking me like, Lauren, what is this coaching stuff you're doing? Because she kind of wanted in on it, right? Right. And so I said to her, I was like, what do you mean you don't know what an email email marketing software is <laughs> she, she didn't know what it was <laughs> and so i was just really intrigued so i helped her out her online coaching and then at that point she said to me she was like lauren like you know a lot of personal trainers would really benefit from this and i was like huh that's true and so that was basically when i decided that i was going to start helping people build their own online coaching businesses so I did that for a bit and then only I was only doing it though for influencers, right? And then I decided, okay, well, I'm going to start selling online courses. And that was when I guess you found me and jumped in on one of my courses. But then I, found, I figured, like, I looked into my portal and, like, people are only completing, like, 30% of the course. And that didn't sit well with me because I want to really change people's lives, right? So I decided to switch back my model to the high ticket coaching, but this time I was doing high ticket coaching, teach, well, it's not just coaching, it's a blend of coaching, consulting, and the online course, like I mentioned. But I just say coaching because that's what people kind of understand. But basically I decided I'm just gonna teach exactly what I did to scale my fitness company, right? And I'm also gonna do it. So pretty much what I do now is I do what I teach, and what I teach is what I did when I was a fitness coach. So I know that it works in a market like mine, which is business to business, because I'm selling to people who are building an online business. And I also know it works for people who are business to consumer, someone like a fitness coach or a dating coach. 
um, or a therapist and things like that. And so pretty much like, it's been interesting because I think it's so funny how oftentimes your best idea is like the one that you started with and it's kind of come full circle. And um, so that's where we are now. And I always try and explain that in a really short way, but it never really works. So <laughs> there we go. Hey, the more the better. Honestly, I mean, that's, a, that's an incredible journey that you've been through. Mm. Well, look, you're lucky that I haven't lost my voice because I'm, as I mentioned in the intro, like it's going very slowly. So after this is probably going to be gone. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's been like a lot of lessons along the way. and my whole thing now is like i just want people to realize what is possible for them at the time of recording this i'm 22 and i think like people often think that they have to wait until they're like in their 30s or something and it's just it, it really isn't true and so i'm just really grateful to now be able to like share everything that i've learned with other people because it's going to allow them to live that life of freedom and fulfillment right because at the end of the day like that's what we all want Oh, absolutely. We all want to live a life that we want to create for ourselves. And I think you pointed out something huge there too, was that, you know, age is just a number. I mean, like you said, you're 22, I'm 22 too. So it's like, we're super young, but we're still making it happen. And you, you can do it at any stage in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's it. It's like, you, you, you're never too young, you're never too old. And it's like, you just need to actually commit to getting to the outcome while making sure that along the way, you're genuinely enjoying it like I don't know about you but I absolutely love what I do I loved it when I was in fitness I love what I do now and the reason why I love it is because it's fulfilling now there was a period of time where I didn't love it so much and that was when I was doing the online courses I loved it at the beginning because at the beginning it was like whoa like I'm earning like I'm away for like a week and I'm making like 20k (laughs) And, and like for me that was really cool for a moment and then it's money can get you started right and it can feel good for a period of time but then after that it's not going to keep you going and eventually it's going to cause you to burn out and so that was why I then switched my business model back and so I think like at this stage in the conversation I want to ask you like would you say your audience who consumes this podcast are many business owners who want to yeah, wealthy. I know like that's a key a thing which you like to talk about but, or many people who are like in fitness wanting to get fit or are they a bit of both? Because then I can sort of direct what I'll talk about. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a mixture of both. So the big thing that I've really found is that, you know, your health really is your wealth. They're very intercorrelated, interconnected. And within the kind of entrepreneurship community, you know, one of the things that's not really preached enough is that health aspect. So that's why with the Young Healthy Wealthy Show, I teach you how to become your healthiest self while I bring in people like, you know, like you teaching you how to become your wealthiest self. So it's kind of like a twofold sort of thing where I'm servicing the young entrepreneurs who are either just starting out or have been going for a little bit and who want to kind of level up just that next level. Yeah, my people. Now, now I think like one thing that I heard one time, and I wish I knew where it originated from so I could give credit where credit's due. But it's, it's like, you can have 1000 wishes, but if you don't have your health, you only have one. And isn't that so true? How powerful that is, is that? That's like the most powerful thing that anyone can ever hear. Because I have found this to be so true. So when I was <laughs> when I was younger, like 15, 15 years old, and Chase, I'm sure you've seen my transformation photos. Yeah. Like I was actually overweight. 
And so I then lost weight in a really, really, really unhealthy way. Wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but it's just crazy how much more productive I am now that I'm actually healthy and that I'm taking good care of my health. But then after I lost weight in a really unhealthy way, I then got too quote unquote healthy where I definitely had orthorexia and orthorexia for anyone who doesn't know is basically where you will like only eat food if you define it to be healthy. And so that's like the opposite end of the spectrum. And when you're an entrepreneurial kind of person, right? And it's just sort of like in your blood, it's very easy to go one way or the other because you're like all or nothing. And I think that's a big problem in the industry, which is where on big podcasts, and I'm not going to name any names, but (laughs) they sprout absolute rubbish, like absolute trash. They talk about like these friggin' how it's so important that everyone needs to fast for two days in a row or everyone should only eat the keto diet or oh wait the next day you've got to be a vegan and it's such bollocks but the problem is right yeah as an entrepreneur and by the way bollocks means like i understand yeah yeah okay well some people don't know what it means <laughs> okay sure. yeah well, it's, actually, if like, yeah. it's like a rude word here i don't know if it is for you guys like, it's like bollocks it's like it's bullshit yeah yeah basically yeah. That's what it means. But um <laughs> but like the problem is like entrepreneurs wanna get the next one percent, right? They wanna be one percent better, one percent more efficient, one percent faster, sharper, more productive. And it's like if you hear that you can eat keto and you're gonna be able to get that extra one percent to get 10 minutes more productive work done every day, you're likely to fall for it and it's not just people who are trying to lose weight or gain muscle that fall for these things, but it's also entrepreneurs, right? Because they want it for performance. Right. So, yeah, I think that's like what you're doing is really cool because <laughs> it's just so important. And um, I don't know, like, I think that it really is just a case of figuring out what works for you, right? Like, for me, I have a set schedule that I just stick to every single day. And if I can't stick to it for whatever reason, I've now got to a stage where I can adapt, but it wasn't always that way. I used to freak out, like if I had to be out of my schedule, like traveling for business or whatever. But that's why I think it, having a good understanding of health, physical and mental, having that understanding of it allows you to be flexible because you, you, you realize like if you miss your workout, you're not going to die. Right. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah like like onto that point it's just a it's a one percent action so i mean you going to the gym or you eating healthy it's a one percent action towards the right direction you know but on the flip side like you miss it it's only a one percent deficit so i mean it's not gonna kill you just Mm. making sure that you can stay consistent you know you're gonna hit a couple days where you're off maybe in your business or in your health whatever it might be but you have the next day to kind of go back on it because everything's in a, a delay so you it's it's an ongoing process it's just continuation con- consistency right that's it and it's the same in your business it's the same in your fitness there's so many similarities between fitness and business it's actually ridiculous you know and we get obviously a lot of clients who are personal trainers or in the fitness space wanting to build the online business and I love it when I get those clients because they're always the best clients because they're so driven. 
right? <laughs> Literally, it's true. Like they will do whatever it takes. And it's like you, that type of mindset is amazing, but it can also kill you off, right? Because yeah. it means that you're not going to stop. And right. so for people like us who think that way, it's really important as well to actually incorporate some sort of recharge into your daily schedule. Like what's your daily schedule like right now? My daily schedule starts with, yeah. you know, I get up within like 5.30, 6.30 every morning. I kind of go through my morning routine. Uh, if I can get to the gym in the morning, I will. If not, you know, I, I've got like two slots where I can go in the morning or I can go in the afternoon. Um, during the first part of the morning, it's a lot of work for online clients. And then during the mid, I mean, I'm still in school. So midway through the day, it's a lot of going to classes and whatnot. After that, I spend a lot of time. I've got like a block of time for my podcast or other tasks I might have to do. And then after that is when I delegate my time to in-person and the gym that I work at. Mm. So it's kind of not so much like this time do this, this time do that, but I have more so blocks in my day that are allocated to the different parts of my life that I've got going on. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's another thing. Like it's all about, I like to break, break things down into like units of work. So yeah. we call them like, we just call them impact units. Cause like they're units of work that are going to impact either your business, your life, or your health. And so it's like, you've got to fit those in and allocate just sort of chunks of time to them rather than sort of like exactly time blocking. Um, I want to say chunks of time is more like you actually sort of just have to prioritize them based upon what's the most important to you. So again, as I mentioned, like if you have 1000 wishes, but you don't have your health, you only have one, right? So right. for me, health is absolutely my priority. So every day in the morning, I wake up 5am. This morning, I did not wake up at 5. I woke up at 5.45 because I felt so unwell. What's and it? for me, yeah, <laughs> out of life, allowing that little, just allowing that little bit of like loose flexibility is important because if I'd have not had that extra 45 minutes in bed this morning, like I would have been feeling like absolute trash right now. I wouldn't have been able to be speaking on this podcast. And so it's allowing for a little bit of wiggle room, but also not lying to yourself, right? Because if I'd have just told myself, oh, I feel sick, like, but I didn't actually, that's not being truthful to yourself. And if you're lying to yourself, then that makes you well, show up that way in every area of your life. Like, if you know that one morning you promised yourself you'd wake up at five, but then you actually got out of bed at seven, like, how do you think you're going to show up everywhere else? Like when you're talking to clients, like you can't trust yourself. So why should they trust you? Right. And so back to what I was saying is like, I wake up in the morning and then straight away I meditate for 20 minutes. And I, it's either, I've actually recently started listening to some random podcasts, which is like hypnosis trap. And that sounds really like weird and woo woo. And if you would have told me that a few years ago, I would have thought that someone had like spiked my water with LSD. <laughs> because I, I used to think all that type of stuff was so strange. hundred percent. It really does make a difference, you know? And um, so I do that and then I get up and then I just go straight to the gym. Because then I'm literally back at my desk by 7.30 in the morning. And so I can get ahead of my team and I can start working on my own impact units before anyone can like start annoying me. And the cool thing is like, I'm in England. So I'm like at least five hours ahead of everyone in America. So this time, by this time it's like, it's literally only like 2.30 in the morning for you. 
where you are in Eastern, which is so good because that means I'm, I've like uninterrupted time because most of my clients are in the States. Um, uh, so yeah, like it's pretty cool. Um, being able to prioritize how you spend your time is like one of the most important things as an entrepreneur. I mean, or a business owner or just someone who wants to be successful, you know, like it's, it's so key. So yeah. Right. Absolutely. That, that time blocking, that prioritization is absolutely vital. So aside from, you know, you got your meditation, you've got your time blocking, whatever, what are some other key things that really help push your you know, personal life, but also your business life forward um, in regards to kind of like values or maybe even structures or systems that you've got in place? Yeah. So I do have systems in pretty much every area of my life. Right. So if you can create a system in a business, there's no reason why you can't implement that same system in like other areas, you know, right. so that's one thing that I found to be really, really true. But when it all comes down to it, right, it's just a case of getting on with it. I think so many people are constantly like looking for a magic formula. And yes, like there are strategies that you can implement that get you better results. For example, doing high ticket when you're doing client work is way better than doing low ticket. Like that's just categorically true. Like no, like when you actually look at the numbers and the client results, that is fundamentally just true. But when it comes to a lot of other things, it's like one plus one equals two. But so does eight minus six. There are so many other ways to get to the same outcome. And it's like, you can Google it again and again and again and again, or you can just pick one, stick with it and get on with it. Like it might take you a little bit longer, but <laughs> what you're forgetting is like, you're spending four months Googling. Yeah. Whereas if you'd have just started on day one, you have four months longer. Like you could literally spend three months on a longer strategy and you'll still reach that your goal quicker than if you spent the four months of Googling. So pretty much like what I'm getting at is like, perfectionism in business and in anything gym whatever it will kill you like tracking macros <laughs> if you're trying to hit your macros perfectly every single day you're going to drive yourself and the people around you crazy if you are trying to weigh things to the gram you're going to go mad and it's just going to affect your your life so it's just a case of just get on with it and i think that that's something there's sort of like two mindsets I find in in this world there's people who are more so like oh no you really need to like take care of yourself like like oh <laughs> kind of like that and there's a mindset like Gary V like hustle 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 like let's go let's go um I honestly don't think either of them is particularly ideal however if I'm gonna say one thing that there's a lot more successful people who have Gary V's kind of mindset right Sure, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, realistically, the people who are listening to this are young. You guys can friggin' hustle. Like, Chase, I don't know about you, but I can work for hours on end because I'm 22. Right. Like, we got a lot of energy. Yeah, we're 22. Like, we're not like in off. I don't want to say an age in a family But like, we're so young that we can do that. And it's like, why not make the most of it while you're young? So by the time you're 30, you're already ahead of everyone who's in their 40s and it's like that means that when you're a little bit older you can do all those sort of more whatever stuff but um i think it's just a case of yeah like 
maintaining, figuring out how, how it's best for you to maintain your energy. For me personally, I just like to get up and go. I just like to prioritize my tasks, know what's the most important to be working on. And then obviously in fitness, you can't do this, but in business, you can delegate the things that you're not either good at or that aren't like the most important things to be getting done. Um, so having a team is really, really important. But again, like if, if you're wanting to improve your fitness, the way in which you could have a team is like hire an online fitness coach. There we go. <laughs> Boom. I got you. I'll be your online fitness coach. <laughs> there we go. I was waiting for you to do that. I was like, come on, Chase, you can't miss this one. You come cannot on, miss this one. So just go to uh, the link in the description of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll tell you right here. I got you. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So kind of going, I guess, into that coaching realm now, we've kind of bridged the gap there is, you know, what are some of those key things you tell your clients when it comes to building your, I get, you know, coaching business or building your personal brand? What are some of those key aspects that really help you stand out from the crowd? Mm, yeah. So I think the thing that I'd say to anyone who's wanting to do that is just know exactly which outcome you want people to gain through working with you or through consuming your content. So how exactly is their life gonna look after they've completed your program or after they've listened to your podcast? Like, what is the desirable end goal, the end destination? Right. Because when you know that, then it's really easy to just tailor absolutely everything that you're doing towards that. So for example, for me, my goal for my clients is like I want them all on six figure incomes online so that they can travel the world and live a life of freedom while changing people's lives like we didn't come up with it intentionally but one of my coaches just she's the head coach for our clients she started saying to them like making money changing lives right and so basically like that's sort of the outcome now that we want people to have through working with us and so let's just say, listening to this, you're someone who wants to build a brand in the fitness industry. Chase, perhaps we should use you as an, as an example. Gladly. Right? So, so the outcome that people get when they're working with you, if they're like entrepreneurs, right? It could literally be that they're going to make more money in their business thanks to having super amazing productivity because they're not so healthy. I don't know. Like, but right. that's sort of like what I'm getting at is that you're attaching an outcome that's desirable to them that's related to what you do. So yeah, you could help them get abs, but really like for the entrepreneur, pretty much like a lot of them just want to make more money. So if you say that you're going to help them make more money thanks to their new levels of fitness or whatever, then they're going to immediately be like, whoa, this guy is my kind of guy. So for you, what would you say it is? <clears throat> yeah, so that's kind of the biggest thing is, you know, kind of entailed within the Young, Healthy, Wealthy show and the brand I'm pushing forward is, like, I'm here to help you become your healthiest and wealthiest self, you know, because your health is your wealth. So pushing both of those forward is the narrative that I'm really trying to push. Yeah, exactly. So basically, like, that's exactly what they get through working with you. They get healthier, and because they get healthier, they get wealthier. Yeah. Like, the wealth is a byproduct of the increased health. Like, so Absolutely. it's just... It's just like making that really clear. And I think one thing is that everyone who is trying to get wealthier, right? And healthier and whatever, building your brand and building something online is gonna be so powerful for you. 
you know, like having that online presence and having an online program is basically, I was at this conference over the past few days, which is why I'm sick. <laughs> and um, everyone who was speaking that, there was like Grant Cardone, who I've had on my podcast, which was a really cool interview. Um, there was Ty Lopez, there was Gary Vee, there was just all of these people and every single one of them was saying that if you don't have an online business, you're getting left behind. And for me, that was really interesting because that's what I've been saying, right? Since I was 16 years old, right. so like six years now, I've been saying this and it only seems to be now that the mass market is like people are obsessing over Instagram and TikTok and all that. Only now people seem to be taking it seriously. And it's like, even people who have in-person businesses should still be using online to get clients for now, but then moving forward, you should be thinking like, okay, how can I build out an online program or how can I actually get online clients? Because it's just crazy how just everything that they were saying, it just made it so apparent how important it is to be doing that moving forward. Um, and that was cool for me because yeah, I guess it like, further validates my industry but um what I think is like okay if I'm trying to think about a couple more tips people who want to try and grow their personal brand or whatever I mean you know this clearly but it's something that people still forget is like you need your niche yeah. <laughs> it's, it literally gets right down to the basics but I hear so many people say I just want to help as many people as possible they say like I want to help as many people as possible and like, that's a nice idea, so do I. But at the end of the day, you need to build that super profitable niche business so that you can then have enough of an income to then perhaps give money to causes to help as many people as possible. That's how I see it, because your business in itself, if you're trying to help as many people as possible or reach as many people as possible, you're not Amazon, like it just doesn't work like that. And there are huge companies doing that nowadays who are reaching the mass market. And they just have so much money already. So for you to start and to get to your first, like, I don't even know, probably like a hundred million, like you need to be niche. It's just yeah. true. It's just true. hundred percent. That's, that's where I've seen a lot of people really messed up. Is like, they go like a shotgun method. They're like, I just want to help, want to help this person. I can help that person. I can help that person. Like, sure. You might be able to help all of them, but you need to be a little selfish and like find one type of person you want to help. Because once you can find that, once you can help that one type of person and just completely blow that up, if you do want to help more people, then you can kind of scale out. But even then, like you said, actually, you made a really good point is if you want to help more people, make money helping one person. And then, you know, there's charities out there where you can help tons of more people. I didn't even really think about it that way. That's a, that's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm glad. Like for me, that's, that's one thing that's important. It's like, so I have always, always, always wanted to, I've got sort of two ideas, either fund epilepsy research, because my brother's epileptic, he's like heavily disabled, he's like in a wheelchair, he has a tube like in his stomach feeding him, and things like that. <clears throat> so either that or basically doing something related to caring for families with disabled kids, because obviously that's like directly affected me. Um, <clears throat> and so it's like one of those two things. But it's like, if I was to just straight up do that now <laughs> and I'm giving like, I don't know, 50K a month, like that's gonna do shit all. Like, <laughs> it's like, instead what I need to do is build like a huge company so that in the future, if I wanted to build my own business, right? Related to one of those two things, 
then I'm going to be able to actually have the money to invest into doing that more effectively. Um, so yeah, like that's kind of the way that I look at it is like, I think that a lot of people get really fixated, especially when they're young, they want to make as much money as possible. But as I mentioned earlier, like money will get you started. It won't keep you going. So you need to be doing something that you actually find meaningful. Right. Wow. I mean, you brought something up there too. That's super, super impactful is that you have another deep seated why as to, you know, why you're doing all these things. You're doing a lot of this for your brother and for, you know, other families who might be going through, you know, having you know, to take care of it, someone disabled in their family. I mean, that's, you need to be able to have some sort of deep seated why in order to continue forward. Like you said, money starts, but wow, that's really impactful. That's, that, that's a very noble mission you got there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's so important because I think at the end of the day, like you will just get burnt out otherwise. It's, it's just how it is. I mean, if you're not, if you don't have a good, a good mission and a good sort of end vision, then you're just going to get exhausted. Right. Absolutely. So what are some other things that are really driving you? Cause you have the deep seated whys, but are there any other kind of facets or values that really push you forward on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, I guess there's two, right? The first is my client's results. Yeah. When you get testimonials, like what we have, like you just can't stop. It's addictive. Every single, every day, I'm just like, I want another testimonial, another, another client result, another, and it's just so cool because a great example is like this girl, right? She, eight days ago, decided to join our program. And so for the past, like, I think it's three years, it might be two, don't quote me on that. It's either two or three years, she's been trying to build her online coaching company, right? She was trying to sell a program for 50 bucks. So she was, she lives in Canada and this girl was making like three grand a month, which is in Canadian dollars is really not much. And in the past eight days, she, I posted it on my Instagram story earlier. She generated over 12,000 Canadian dollars, right? In eight days? In eight days. Whew. And like in the past, that, that used to be six, like four months of income for her. I had to do some maths on my fingers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was like four months of income for her in eight days. And now she can finally, like her and her boyfriend had to literally like move into this little rental thing and they wanted to buy a house, but they were trying to buy a house, but it all fell through because they didn't have enough money. And it's like now, if she just keeps at that rate for like a couple more months, they're going to be able to do that. Whereas they thought it was going to take them like two more years. And that is so cool for me because it's like, Re that's like really changed her life just because she had the right strategies and it's like things like that that's why I keep going but that's not the only thing it's like also my team so my team are so committed to our vision and I'm like if we get more clients I can pay them more money and for me that's so cool because I it sounds weird but I pay them every single month on the 28th and like for me that's one of my favorite days because I like I'm directly fueling their life right. and it's just like the coolest feeling ever I know that sounds kind of weird because it's like I'm literally like leaking money but I just love it because yeah they're just such cool people they're so committed to the vision and just being able to have a business that funds their life is just it's epic so that's what keeps me going <laughs> those are awesome those are fantastic so when it comes to um 
somebody who's just starting out, maybe somebody wants to kind of, you know, someone's in the scenario of one of your clients where 3000 a month, maybe not even 3000 a month. Like they're just really struggling. It's been a couple of years. What were some of those key things that really helped um, your client kind of break that mold and get to the point where she's selling $12,000 worth of stuff in eight days? Oh yeah. Chase is off to the coaching now. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. So basically like there's a, there's like really, I'd say when it comes to this exact component, maybe there's three or four things. Okay. The first thing is actually having a high, we call it an impact offer. So it's having that program, which takes a client from A to Z and is super transformative. Now here's where a lot of people go wrong. They, go ahead and create that whole program. They literally build out everything. I was talking to someone earlier on Instant DMs. She was telling me like, oh yeah, I was gonna launch like seven months ago, but I'm, st- I'm still building it. And I'm just like, seven months, like imagine if you were only making like f- three grand a month, that's 21K that you've lost out on just because you've had it s- sat on a Google document somewhere. Right. So the first thing is like, basically outlining an impact offer a to z what are you going to do with those people next thing is then basically actually knowing how to get clients so we have this thing which we came up with actually kind of recently and the reason why i only came up with this recently is because i've always been kind of known for like helping people make sales in dms but and i know that you've also used some of my old methods but we came up with this new one called the money making messaging method and it's basically like a structured conversation of how to take someone from not even knowing who you are all the way to becoming a client. So we basically showed her how to do the money-making messaging method. She started implementing that. And then the purpose of that is to get people on a call. So then she started using our sales call framework, which is basically, we call it like the the flexi framework because it's not like a sales call script because sales call scripts like, you know, if you have a exact script to follow, you kind of start freaking out. So it's basically like specific method to like speak to people on a phone. And that was all those things together allowed her to get clients coupled with the fact that we said, we said this to all of our clients. It's like, remember that you don't have a business until it's bringing in money. So what she did was she pretty much outlined her impact offer and the transformation that she wants to provide to people started using the money-making messaging method, sort of like saying, let's jump on a call, got them on a call and said, Hey, like you can be one of my first clients. You can get 50% off if you join on the phone now. Um, if you, if you don't join on the phone, no stress, but like, you know, you're not going to get 50% off anymore. Basically, as soon as she made three sales, we knew that her program was a good idea. So that was basically like how she was able to do that because she actually just started making sales straight away rather than having this idea just written on a Google document. Like so many people have good ideas, but there's a reason why when people go on Shark Tank or something, they don't invest in a good idea. They invest in the thing which actually does the thing that it says it's going to do and already has people buying it, right? Um, So yeah, it's a case of just like actually validating your idea before like trying to sell it tons and tons and tons um, or create everything. Um, So yeah, it's like all those things together just allow you to get results. But the biggest thing is like stopping perfectionist and just get get it out there and start making sales. Absolutely. That's huge. Stop being a perfectionist. And it's something I've struggled with a long time that I didn't realize I struggled with because when it comes to 
perfectionism that I found. I'm putting a little blurb in here. I thought perfectionism was like meticulousness. I mistake the two. Where it's like every detail has to be perfect. It's like I didn't care about the details, whatever. But it's the matter of you might be scared as to whether or not you're going to get it right or wrong. And so you don't want to be wrong, so you don't do it. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's, that was perfectionism. And I just realized that's what it was. So kind of recapping what you were saying, just so I have a good idea of what it is. So basically, your kind of four-step system is you have your client come up with their offer. They have to outline the entire thing. Okay, boom. Mm, is- not necessarily the entire thing. Like, it doesn't need to like be... Something. Just like the key components, yeah. Key compo- okay, and so your, your own unique methodology. Gotcha. So more so the general idea as opposed to the actual A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever. It really depends. Like if, you're, if you have a job, like for example, for you in your situation, like you're busy, you have a job and you're in college. Like if someone's doing this full time, then yeah, we'll get them to do the whole thing because, you know, that's their full time thing. Right. So, so the extent of the outline depends on their situation. Yeah. But it should take you no longer than a day either way. Cool. All right. So something, you have something in place that you can sell. And then the next is finding your specific target audience, reaching out to them, going through your MMMM money, money messaging, making system. Can't remember what the full four for hands were, but it's pretty much building the rapport with them in the DMS to then get them on a call where it comes down to you going through a sales system on the call to then give them their offer on the back end. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And then like, you know, if people are taking that offer, cause like, look, if they don't take the offer based upon like our sales script, well, our, our flexi framework, as we call it, if after doing calls with five people, no one's bought, you know that your offer is a crappy idea because like we know how good our flexi framework calls thing is that like if you're not making if you're not doing it after five people like your office sucks right so then that's when it's back to the drawing board figuring out like a better sort of better outcome that you're creating in people's lives and also maybe even adjusting who you're trying to target absolutely i think it's a key point there too is that you know your first time may or may not work and if it doesn't work that's not the end of the world you can readjust and you can reattack you right, because you can literally get all you can get those five calls done within three days of starting working with us. Like, <laughs> right, so. it's a whole system. You guys gotta go hit up Lauren if you're trying to get some make some sales. This is uh, <laughs> quite, quite the system you got. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, it's like when you figure out what you're really good at. So for me, like, it's really sales. Like, I'm really good at sales, and so it's like, why would I not go all in on that? Like for a while, I thought like oh, I'm good at social media and I'm good at this and I'm good at that. And don't get me wrong, like I am good at all those things, but what am I really good at? Like I'm really good at high ticket sales and helping people create like offers that change lives. And so those two things together, it just made sense for those to sort of become like, you know how I was saying your unique methodologies. Like we have our unique methodologies that work for every sort of area which an online service business needs. And so that's has been what's allowed us to scale so fast um, and get our clients awesome results. That's awesome. This is, I mean, this has been absolutely fantastic. One, this is incredible conversation. I got a couple more questions and then we should be good. So what's been a really, I guess, either cool, fun or transformative experience for you in your entrepreneurial journey? Ooh, anything or anything at all yeah this you can make it super serious or like super fun doesn't have you know no limit oh my gosh there's so many (laughs) damn 
I'm just like even trying to think of what comes to mind. Like, I think whenever I travel, I get the best ideas. So, I mean, I have an online business, so I travel a bunch. <laughs> but I think that just when I travel, yeah, just everything about traveling allows me to grow. And when I'm trying to think like about specific moments that have been super pivotal, I think like working a job I hated was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because it literally forced me into never doing that crap right. again. <laughs> <laughs> um, then like other things that have been pivotal, I guess it's like speaking at an event where like Robert Kiyosaki was who wrote like Rich Dad Poor Dad. That was cool. Yeah. Wow. Just like things like that. I think oftentimes I'm just sort of so I guess I've I I, I live quite I mean my life is amazing. Like I am obsessed with it. And so I think like what I do consistently is I just increase what is normal to me. So right. for me, like my threshold of normal is like ridiculously high compared to most people. And so things that have been like, would be amazingly transformative to most people, for me, they're just normal now. For example, like literally getting invited to go to some mansion that Grant Cardone is speaking in because he wanted to come on my podcast. Like for me, that's now kind of like a normal experience, <laughs> right? And like, oh, we got Uncle G wants to be on the show. Cool. <laughs> Exactly. And like, it's just like things like that, um, that now I've accustomed myself to. And I think that's what has allowed me to continue to grow and grow and grow because I now no longer accept the level of normal that I would have accepted this time last year. Like it just categorically is not okay. <laughs> so right. there's just so many different things. And that, I mean, most people looking at my life for a 22-year-old, like, they would just think, what? <laughs> like, how? But I would say, honestly, for me, that's probably been what has been the biggest thing. It's just, like, increasing what is normal. I love that. It's, it's all about, you know, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone because the more time you do that, the larger your comfort zone becomes. Like, in, like, in your instance, like, the more, the higher your normal level becomes. You know, because like these experiences where I'm sitting here like, man, Grant Cardone invited you to be on, be on your show at a mansion. Like, that's insane. But you know, you're just like, oh yeah, it's just, we got, we got Grant coming over. It's whatever. Yeah. It was really cool. Like, but then a few months prior to that, I had done interviews with like Ed Milet and like Elena Cardone and some other people like authors and stuff. And I was like freaking out, you know? Yeah. But then when that came around, it was just, it was just normal to me, you know? Like whatever. Yeah. So it's all a matter of you know doing things outside of your comfort zone and then actually pushing past and making those normal levels even higher i love that that's awesome so um another thing is what's something that you think is i mean because your level of normal is very high and the things that you're doing at 22 is absolutely insane what do you think is something that's held you back in the past and might be holding you back now from going even further even higher mm, i love this question yeah that's great um Hmm. I think for me, like the one area of my life where I'm consistently learning, trying to grow, but never really feel like I'm making massive strides is in my personal relationships. So because my level of normal is like considerably higher than most people sort of like my age, I find it hard to find people who 
get me and who understand what I do. When I'm in America, everything is different because you guys have like the best mindsets ever. Here in the UK, like people are stuck in their old ways. People don't get what I do. Like they find it very confusing. And so I feel like what is holding me back and what will continue to hold me back unless I move over to the States, coming soon. <laughs> um, Come on over. Yeah, I, I'm planning on it. But what would, what would continue to hold me back, honestly, would be my, the fact that I often do in this country feel lonely because of what I do. And that's a huge problem. And that is something that will hold anyone back in no matter what they do. So for me, like, that's why, yeah, come January or February, I am going to come over to America working on getting my visa at the moment. Um, so that means I can come live there because at the moment I'm only allowed to like stay for three months in a row, but it's so important to, it's so important and it's part of health, right? To not be lonely. Like you have your physical health, your mental health. And I also think social health. And so if you don't have your social health in check, like, I don't know how many times I have just felt like exhausted and just got run down um, all because of the fact that I haven't like seen anyone for a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to surround yourself with people who are going to force you to grow. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I, I feel that hundred percent just being in a uh, college because I go to a huge like party school yeah. in the States. So it's everybody's on the weekend. I mean, I used to be like this too. I had my little persona, Hender Lit instead of Hender Fit. <laughs> going out and it's just like that's all people do here and now yeah. it's gotten to a point where there's not a lot of forward like driven people that's why i joined you know mastermind i don't know if you're familiar with like social x or like netcon and all yeah, yeah, yeah. i've associated myself with all those people like jcab and simon uh, like all these people just so that i know that there's you know other people out oh, as driven yeah that's awesome i was actually speaking to aaron literally last week Oh, like for real? We, yeah, we jumped on a phone call. Yeah, yeah, to see if we can collab. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, if yeah. you can collab with them, definitely do. They're, They're awesome, amazing. Awesome yeah, no, that's it. Like, it's so important. It's so, so important. So, yeah, I mean, that's why, like, I just, whenever I'm around, like, like-minded people, I, I go to so many of those masterminds and events like that um, because it makes you feel good. Like, I was just, I just got back from Cancun uh, from the coaching program that I'm in and how much did I learn and grow and when I got back I just felt so different I was like whoa I need to move to America <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to for ages but I just haven't made it happen I've been like making excuses and so I realized like Lauren like you tell yourself you don't make excuses in any other area of your life like why this why this area when this is probably gonna make the biggest difference yeah well it's probably because like in the back of my mind i know like shit like this is going to be the thing that really allows me to reach that next level and it's like sometimes you're more afraid of success than you are failure huh so absolutely make it happen oh yes oh yes awesome well all right last question so okay. let's say i mean you're familiar with running interviews so let's say you're running this interview right now right but yeah. you're interviewing you what would you mm. ask Hmm. <laughs> what would I ask myself? Um, for your fitness people, I would ask, what's the best way to stay healthy, right? So the best way to stay healthy is eating and training in the way that works with you and your lifestyle. 
So many people overcomplicate things. They want the best option, but it has to fit with your lifestyle and your business. It can't be the biggest fad that you're seeing on Instagram or social media. It has to be something that works for you. And then in order to find that, I think the best way to figure it out is to try a bunch of different things, but just track your macros for a bit and you'll figure out what you like and what you don't like. Cause you can just look back at what you've been eating and you'll be pretty surprised. <laughs> Facts. I mean, that's, you just have to find something sustainable because people make fitness and nutrition so complicated when it's, it's so easy. It's so simple. Right. It's just right. a matter of doing the right things and not overcomplicating it. That's it. Yeah. And just like notice on your bad habits. And when you, when you figure out that you have a bad habit, like, eradicate that with whatever it takes <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yes get rid of it now <laughs> awesome lauren this has been an absolutely fantastic interview thank you so much for coming on the show today if anybody thank wants you. to chat with you for whatever reason how can they connect with you yeah so on linkedin and on instagram i'm just lauren tickner l-a-u-r-e-n-t-i-c-k-n-e-r and then i also have a podcast called impact schools podcast so you guys are obviously listening to a podcast so go subscribe to that just type impact school into any podcast provider whether it's spotify or apple's podcast app or stitcher or whatever you like um and then yeah that, they're probably the best places to find me I'm, I'm doing a lot nowadays on linkedin so it's always fun over there i've seen that yeah it's that's where the organic reach is right there linkedin I'm oh trying to, I'm trying to yes further on linkedin <laughs> literally like 130k followers on insta versus like 3k on linkedin and i'm getting better reach on linkedin it's ridiculous <laughs> that's insane yeah wow Y'all just heard a secret right here. Go jump on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, yeah. You heard it here first, people. I do have actually two episodes on my podcast about how to start on LinkedIn and do it effectively. So go listen to them. Y'all go listen to those episodes. Make it happen. Awesome. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the thank show today. You. Thank you. Everybody for listening to this week's episode of The Young, Healthy, and Wealthy. And until next time, stay healthy, get wealthy. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Young, Healthy, and Wealthy Show. My name is Chase Henderfit. I am your host. And if you have any questions at all, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Chase underscore Henderfit. And I have one favor to ask. Please just share this episode with one person. You never know who it could help impact. And if you share it on your Instagram story, I'll repost it on mine. So until next time, stay healthy, get wealthy.